This is CliffCentral.com. Yes, that's how we started. Chiz Corp, San Monan Nonke. Welcome to the show. It is, frankly speaking, one hour of beautiful radio listening. We speak about issues that are facing South Africa that you should be speaking about, that you probably aren't speaking about in uh, public. Uh, we have incredible guests today. We're speaking uh, part two about what should white people do. Of course, we kicked Rory out of the studio last week to start this off. Rory Sang, do me Sure. Sure. Sharp, is it? I'm right. I'm right. Mm. Okay. So are you admitting that you kicked out the black guy? Do you, do you want to go down that path? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> the black guy didn't come to work. That's why we had to kick him out. <laughs> um, Rory, you listened to last week's show. Yeah. Uh, what were your feelings? What were your thoughts? Hey, man. Uh, it was a good conversation to start it off. Things I agreed with, things that I'm not sure about. Um, it's just it seems like there's a lot... Of uh, of opinion around what mm-hmm. white people should do and, um, and and mixed opinions at that and I think it was a good start but uh, we should we should allow the conversation to continue so we can get uh, other other perspectives other on viewpoints it. right other viewpoints um, you know there was a seven steps from Tracy uh, how, when did she get time to put together seven <laughs> steps and then and then there's the website that was cited on during the show fuckwhitepeople.org mm-hmm. and and you know for for purposes of reference we went and we we looked at it and it has a 12 step uh, plan for 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 how to 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 disrupt your whiteness so so there seems to be people talking about you know okay what should white people do people making steps uh, yeah like. so but then the question is okay so uh how do we move from talking and, and, and practicalities? Another interesting thing to note was that even those that believe something should be done, when we get to the heart of it and say, okay, let's start, mm-hmm. uh, are a bit hesitant. Mm-hmm. Like, why must it start with me? Yeah. Mm. Difficult. Mm. So, uh, we've got, what would you call last week's guests? They're, they're probably the left. Well, yeah, they, they, a lot of them would identify as 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 left. Liberals. Some people in studio would call them libtards, I think. Yeah, and then Probably, others yeah. would call them social justice warriors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> so we, we've now got the right in studio. No, I don't think we've got the right. I, I, I think we've got we've got we've got those that don't want to be put in boxes. As I remember, these guests, these, these are the types of guests <laughs> that guests. don't want to be put in boxes. <laughs> All right, well let's uh, let's introduce our guests for today. Of course, if you want to interact with the show, you can hit us up on WeChat cliffcentral.com or Twitter at uh, Rory Shabalala or at Yebo underscore Levy. Uh, those are the handles. If you've got anything to say about the show, we want to hear your views. We want to hear your thoughts. A lot of conversation uh, happened last week, and we just couldn't get time to to get to everyone but hopefully today we'll we'll take some of those discussion points as well uh rory why don't we start why don't you introduce the pastor i feel like you, you need to introduce the pastor he said he's not the minister of the word at god first church i'm not Great judging date. i'm not judging yeah but we know you and religion <laughs> don't don't come and uh, greg there's nothing wrong with you i promise you uh, I, I have no <laughs> issues with you whatsoever <laughs> Greg, Greg Tate, uh, uh, minister at uh, God First Church, joining us today. We've got Canthan Pillay, at, uh, the CEO of Wired. Uh, if, you, if Wired doesn't ring a bell, YFM should. Uh, this is the man in charge. Uh, he pulls the strings there. Mm. Uh, mm. And then we've got uh, Roman or no. Roman or... Roman. Roman, please. We got Roman Kavanagh. He's doing French. He, uh, he uh, don't expose me. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he describes himself as a foe of the show, uh, 
But we don't invite show foes back, do we, Andrew? No, no. We, I think Ro- Roman is a friend. Yeah, Roman is a friend. At least I, I, I want him to be. That is such a liberal thing to say. Yes. <laughs> it so is. Huh? You see how he's starting already? Here we go. Okay. That wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so welcome guys um, we, we heard from last week's uh, guests um, Very much about You know, sit down, shut up Acknowledge your whiteness um, You know, there's a reparation story to be had um, What do you guys feel? Let, let's, let's, let's just get your thoughts on I think we'll start with you, Roman With me? Yeah, what should white people do? In what context? In South African context In South Today context. Um, 2016 To play a constructive role In the future of this country What should white people do? To play a constructive role uh, mm. Just uh, Carry on Pay taxes Hold the government to account Follow the rules of the law Vote well um, And yeah Try not be dicks Go I to the gym That goes in general <laughs> <laughs> say, say, that, say that again <laughs> What does that mean? Try not to be a dick <laughs> yeah. To everyone What um, does that mean? Well, just follow the law, follow the constitution, follow what it says. Um, just be a normal citizen of a country, and I don't know, support Bafana Bafana sometimes, <laughs> maybe. Um, okay. Yeah, but just be a, just be a citizen of the country. I think that's a fair. A fair that's thing all. To do. So, so nothing beyond. So you you don't perceive white people as having a responsibility, different or beyond what let's say black people would do, because black people are also expected to do that, no. Well, I think every citizen is expected yeah, to do yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember the Constitution is one of rights, not responsibilities. Yeah, uh, the law says we're all equal under the law. Um, so the more people focus on bettering themselves, the better the country does. Great, Kantan. Uh, what should white people do? Uh, you you were very vocal at the beginning of the show based on the song we were playing. <laughs> white people must start by they they need to start by stopping to play Mendoza. <laughs> <laughs> Every opportunity, <laughs> apart from 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 the g- only people who play in Kalakata now are white people <laughs> at weddings. They don't and, 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 and they do that funny that funny white dance. So they must stop that. <laughs> so, it, so it's just weird. <laughs> so start by stopping. That's that's a start first by, thing. Start by stopping. Yeah. Uh, I guess the fundamental question for me, and I, I keep going back to this, if we if you look at us as a nation now over the past twenty two years. Are we better off in terms of race relations than we used to be? Or are we worse off? And I'm one of those people who believe we actually are better off. But we have a skewed situation right now. We're primarily because of the fact that we've got this amazing thing called social media, which has allowed very definite interest groups to set up places where they're able to shout down everyone else. And that creates an impression that we're actually going backwards in terms of race relations. Mm. But I take the view very strongly that all of us, whether we're black or white, have actually been working to build a better country. Mm. Are we a better country now than we were 22 years ago? I say absolutely yes, we are. Mm. We haven't Mm. gone backwards. So the question, you know, as soon as people start asking, what are white people supposed to be doing? That's taking us backwards. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's taking us back to the time before we even had the Codessa talks and, uh, and people were considering the possibility that they might need a pact for Perth or, uh, for those who didn't have the benefit of foreign passports. Mm-hmm. At very least, they needed to have canned foods and they needed to stock up on guns. So why are we having this conversation? That's, that's an important question and I want us to get to that. But uh, before we do that, uh, why do you think that, uh, 
ask, asking what, what white people should do is, is a step backwards as opposed to forward? Well, I think the basic thing is that if you look in terms of what makes nations great, and, and this happens to be wherever you happen to go around the world, mm-hmm. it's when you're able to craft a narrative where people are singing from the same hymn sheet. And they're all basically part of the same team and they're all pulling together. And if you can build a narrative as a nation that is around that, and, and we have that narrative, which is now uh, looked upon with disdain by many people. It, it was the narrative of the Rainbow Nation. Mm. But if you look back to the time that we had the narrative of the Rainbow Nation, we were a winning nation. I mean, we we won the Rugby World Cup. We won the African Cup of Nations. Uh, we kicked everyone's butt in terms of cricket. Um, whatever you can think of at the time, as, as long as we were all chasing that particular narrative. Mm. Do, do you think? Do you think then that white people do not have a unique uh, a role to play in the future of South Africa? That's different I think, from anyone else. I think they else. do, but not based on whiteness. Mm-hmm. Because you know the entire concept of whiteness. If if we go back. Um, to where it was from the position of power mm. during the time of uh, of the apartheid era, it's it's an entirely different situation now. Mm. If you are a person who has a situation of historical privilege, and look, historical privilege doesn't just come from whiteness. Historical privilege comes from the fact that your ancestors, as certainly in the case of my family, you know who came here with absolutely nothing, worked their butts off, but invested in education for future generations, which means that I'm relatively affluent today. And mm. I have a sense of privilege that comes from that. Mm. And I do try and give back to society in, in various ways. For example, um, I, I put a lot of effort into things uh, um, uh, like training mm. and, and developing. Uh, when I was running ETV News, we set up the E-News Journalism Training Program, Best training program of its kind in the world, mm. which has now carried forward into the E Academy. Okay. The y Academy, which I'm now running, yeah. does that type of thing on an ongoing basis. I do a lot of stuff on the side through Rotary, but none of that has got anything to do with my pigmentation. All right, Kanthad. I, I, I just want the opening shots, and then and then I want us to get into this. Uh, obviously, you've said a few things. Uh, I've, I've felt my blood pressure move just one <laughs> notch up, uh, so just so it's one. good. Just one. So it's good. We, we, right. We're getting one. somewhere. <laughs> All right, Greg. Uh, yeah. Uh, what should white people do, in your opinion? You, you, you've, you've, you've preached actually at your church a three-part series, um, uh, just basically looking at diversity and future of the country, and us working or, or walking the path together. And you had some prescriptions in there or suggestions. Uh, what should white people do? Yeah, I mean it's a, a tough question for a, a white guy to answer, especially a, a forty-year-old white guy. Hmm. Um, but just to pick up on what uh, Cawthon was, was going on about, I agree with him in, in, in one sense, where I do think that the country's in a better place than it was 25 years ago. That goes without saying, even 10 years ago. Um, but I disagree with him in, in terms of race relations. I, I think that all social media has done is, is actually revealing some of what's going on in people's hearts that has been kind of kept uh, in a can um, and and I think that the Rainbow Nation is properly broken now. I, I think that we were living on a higher drug, what do you want to call it, of the Rainbow Nation through the 90s, and, and we had great successes as a nation. Um, and because of those successes, it kept feeding into the, the thrill and joy of being on this new journey. But but I, my concern is that we didn't actually go deep enough into into proper what proper reconciliation 
means and looks like. Um, so from my perspective, I do think white people have, have a particular role uh, to play in seeing that happen. Because I think, as, as was mentioned, um, there is, my whiteness still matters. You know, my whiteness, I think you spoke about white privilege last week, but my whiteness matters and my children's whiteness still matters, uh, relative to the majority of our country. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm saying that matters, it, it is a, a positive, uh, force for them, which many people don't have access to. Canton, do you agree with that? It sounds like, you know, I'm an alcoholic and I need to embrace <laughs> it and, and I need to give up alcohol. You know, if it works for you, I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah. You, you, you're very, um, this is good. This is good. Like, I, I don't know where to begin, but I think this is very interesting. You think that race relations are better off I think than they race, were? Look, I, I, I'm not thinking this by myself. Mm. I mean, all of the studies that, we, that, that have been done. The IRR if, reports? Yes, exactly. Mm, okay. Show that, you know, by and large, people are actually getting on better than before. And all you have to do is look in terms of the generation that's coming up. If you look in terms of the fact that our schools are far more integrated than they've ever been at any point uh, in history, our, our campuses certainly are more integrated uh, than at any point in history. Our, our kids, basically, they're, they're now relating to each other as, as kids. Mm. And then suddenly what happens is that they, they get to this kind of, if you look in terms of the millennials, and, and suddenly they are pushing a particular um, political agenda that's really trying to create something that is separating them from their parents' generation. And that's good because that's what you expect um, people to be doing when they hit that stage of adolescence, when they are trying to develop some sort of narrative that is going to try and pull them together. But that shouldn't distract us from going back to the question of are we better off as a nation uh, than we have been uh, before? I, I think what is true is that um, some of the, the things that have now become highlighted simply because of the fact that social media is there um, are, are things that are frankly outrageous, but those things have never gone away. I mean, talking about the penny sparrows of the world, mm. yes, you know, is penny sparrow totally outrageous? But yes, she would have been outrageous 50 years ago. And guess what? A penny sparrow will probably exist 50 years from now. But does she represent the majority of the people of this country? I don't think so. As a man of color, do you think that white people have acknowledged the past enough? I don't think it's a question of whether white people need to acknowledge the past. I think what is true is that when we went into Codessa, we all sat around a table and we had an agreement that we came up. And we said we are going to go forward and we are drafting a country that is based on the following rules. And, and it comes back to the whole thing about whether we are a country of laws or whether we are a country of obligations. And I believe that obligations are a matter for individual conscience. So I think every single one of us as human beings, I'd like to think that we are trying to do something that is making the world a better place. But there's no law that can possibly enforce any sort of sense of people wanting to be better people. And History has shown us time and again that if you try and force that sense of guilt upon people, they, they swing in the opposite direction. I, I think yeah. I'd like to believe that as a nation we have an inherent sense of wanting to build a better country altogether. Mm. What challenges me about what Kantan is, is speaking about is, uh, you know, race isn't race isn't a biological fact. 
um, it's, it's been proven over and over again It's a societal construct And in the context of the, the history of our country um, Race has, has become legislated And, and was something and, and the context, the racial context that we live in now uh, Is the result of very deliberate Systematic uh, actions by, by, by a past government Now Ramon, I know you have very strong views About the role that government should play in society uh, if, this, if we came to where we were Because of a very structured and systematic approach uh, Should we just leave it to people Just being normal citizens uh, to, to fix, to correct what is What, what is actually a, 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 an, an abnormal society? I would always trust individuals, thousands of individuals, to act in their own self-interest rather than bureaucrats deciding what is the what is in their self-interest. Mm. We had Moletsi um, Mbeki on, and he released a new book. At the back are all the, the, the data mm. on income and race. The black middle class and the black upper class exceed the white middle class. A lot of people have made a lot of money. They've joined the middle class. They're actually participating... <clears throat> Excuse me. They're participating in the in in, in the economy. Mm. The huge problem is the so-called underclass. You got ten million black people in the underclass and a hundred thousand whites in mm. that underclass. The unemployed, the destitute. That's where the big issue comes in. Mm. So if you if you have policy just focusing on on the underclass, I think that would be acceptable. But the, the middle class and the upper class are, are doing quite well. But I mean, do you think that citizens would actually do that? I mean, but, it's, but, it's not, but sorry, Andrew, but it's not about doing something. It's about letting people be free to actually better themselves. A laissez-faire market, but not a market. Yeah. Uh, a market, and in terms of a policy. Yeah. But but Roman, so what you're basically saying is, let if we leave things as they are, people will serve their best interests. Now, if people continue to serve their best interests within the context of our country. Do we think that these inequalities that, that are the result of, of a historical legacy of apartheid and unjust privilege, do you think they're just going to take care of themselves? Sooner or later they will. The wealthier people become, the less problems there are in the society. Wait, actually, I need to climb in at this point because uh-huh. you're presenting this as an either-or situation. No one is suggesting for a second, I think, among any yeah. of us that you should leave things as they are. What I'm suggesting. Help me understand what Roman just said. He said if you, if, if, if people are left to their own devices, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, people left to their own devices, they will, they will pursue self-interest and self, and, and sort themselves out. You don't need policy from above dictating what they should do. Am I, well, am I, I think at the level of personal actions, absolutely. Mm. Which, which is not to say that we should be a lawless society. Mm. Or which is not to say that we should not be taking active steps. To be fixing the very definite problems that we've got in this country, mm. which are primarily in terms of the fact that we have an educational system that is completely broken, which keeps the majority of the people of this country in servitude. Mm. As a starting point, we need to be um, uh, fixing that stuff. We need to be um, fixing ways of getting people to be able to enter the market more readily so that they're able to uplift themselves. And there are real practical obstacles in terms of the way in which we put in place structures right now that prevent people doing that. But none of those have got anything to do with with race or uh, anything to do with the best intentions of people. So if we have uh, a country such as ours and the corporate space where where the majority of of senior positions are occupied by white people, uh, do you consider that to be normal in a society where 80% of the people are black? Well, I consider it to be a direct legacy of the fact that the education system is broken. 
Now, it's not a legacy of apartheid. Mm. It is a legacy of the fact that we've had a government in our country that has failed to fix this problem. Mm. And it's got nothing to do with the legacy of apartheid because Zimbabwe had exactly the same problem mm. when they went into it. And guess what? Zimbabweans today, in spite of the fact that Mugabe is the stuff up that he is, mm. Zimbabweans today are the most educated people on the continent. Mm-hmm. Because of the fact that when they went into independence, the first thing that Mugabe did was to ensure that he was putting in place an educational system that was going to ensure that they had a generation. But, Kandan, so the, the challenge that I have here is is, is that uh, you're saying that it's education. Now, now, 80, now we've got 80% of the country that is black. We've still got corporate South Africa that is majority white in leadership. Uh, it's not for a lack of educated black people that actually that's the it case, is. right? Actually, it is. Because really? So, so we don't is. have enough me, people. We don't have enough black people to fill those roles currently. We don't have enough qualified black people. And let me mm. outline exactly why that is the case. Okay, if you go back to the time when the qualification to get into university to do very specific degrees, such as in engineering, such as medicine, such as actuarial science, where you needed to have a pass in mathematics mm. on the higher grade. Which, which is up until fairly recently. Mm. Up at that time, the number of black people that were qualifying with maths on the higher grade suitable for admission to university, how many people do you think we had? Uh, you tell me. 5,000. Mm-hmm. That, that was the final year that we did mathematics on the higher grade. There were only 5,000 people. Now, out of those 5,000 people, you have to find every single doctor, every single lawyer, every single CFO, every single engineer. Mm. And you divide that up among a country of 50 million people. There just are not enough qualified people to fit into so those roles. So basically, every white person that is in a senior position in corporate South Africa is there because they're, 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 there's no other black person that's, that's more educated than they are. I am saying, I'm saying if you look in terms of the numbers mm. right now, in terms of people who are getting qualified to go into those professions, it is directly a result of the failing of the education system. There's a very quick way we could fix this, for yes. example. Okay? Yes. If we opened up immigration, okay, I guarantee you that immediately we could fill every single one of those positions with Zimbabweans, as an example. Mm. But we, could, we won't do that. Why? Because we are xenophobes. Mm. Because we will not allow the importing of uh, of talent into that position to take up the slack. Let's, get, so, let's, so let's I, get Greg. Yeah. I think this is, I mean, it's a fascinating conversation, but mm. my, my concern is that it's heading in the direction of blaming government for uh, their failings, which I agree. We, we, we just open the paper every day and we're aware of, of, of failings um, in the state. But I think the discussion needs to be more directed at, okay, but what about white people? Because my concern is that for many of, of us, 40-year-old, we still fit into the youth ca- category according to the ANC, I guess. But <laughs> Jeez, I don't know about that. <laughs> but um, many many people of my generation, it's an easy scapegoat to say, oh, but the government is corrupt or the government's not pro- providing this and the next thing. And I think the, the question that, that's before us is actually what responsibility to, do us white oaks have? Um, and I think we can't dodge that by saying, oh, no, we just need to pay tax and work hard and uh, and get on with our lives because I think we are beneficiaries. I am a beneficiary of an of, of an unjust system. 
So and I often, you know, I often use the, the illustration, you know, if my, my dad was a, was a mafia boss who, who made millions of rand, um, selling cocaine and then he got caught and, uh, got put in jail, but I was left with my trust fund of millions of rand that he set up from, from that drug money. Is that right for me to carry on? Living no, like but that. that's no. why we have laws. We have the asset forfeiture unit, which if you're, <laughs> if you have a trust fund that comes from the proceeds of yeah, crime, a, we can actually but, but go like after it. Oh, there you go. There you go. In, 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 in terms of talking. our existing law, we can, I like this. we can go after that. But yes, then so, surely uh, so white people's, white people's wealth should be gone after because actually, no, that was you taken see, illegally. Yes, but you see the difference there was that we had Codessa. And we reached an agreement. And, and guys, you know, I, I feel very strongly about this. At the time, Okay, understand that my um, political um, background is that of being a charterist. I grew up with the Freedom Charter, and I believe in what the Freedom Charter says. Mm -hmm. However, the constitution of our country is not the Freedom Charter. The constitution of the country is what came out of the Codessa talks and then what was finalized in what is today the constitution of South Africa. And we agreed that we were going to go forward and craft a country based on Rules that we drew but up at the time. That, 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 that's wily of you because the, the constitution, number one, can be changed. So, By a so, two-thirds so, majority, yeah, which yeah, requires yeah. So, we all so, pull together. Yeah, so, so it can be changed. And the ANC has achieved very close to, to two-thirds, if not two-thirds before. So it can be – so one, it can be changed. Two, the preamble of the constitution says – we acknowledge the history of the country, yes. right? So that means there's no way that we can acknowledge the history of the country without looking at the current context through the lens of race, right? So the very constitution that you're putting as, as yes, let's do it, uh, is, is a constitution that acknowledges and, and calls us to acknowledge and then heal the divisions, which it says as well in the, in, in the preamble. The preamble is a mission now, statement. The constitution no, 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 itself are the laws. No, 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 but you, you spoke about the constitution coming out of the Codessa negotiations. So if we're going to heal the divisions, the question is, how do we do that without looking at race? Because the divisions are primarily on race. Mm. There's a law you on expropriation. There's a law on expropriation of land in the constitution, right? And now you're saying, no, no, no. no I'm, we, saying we that you, I'm saying your premise is wrong mm. because you're working on the assumption that the divisions of the past have not been healed. And I started off by saying, that race relations are better off now than they have been. So, so you uh, think so, that we have. So, so if you're working on the assumption, they're better, but are they healed? That's I mean, that, those are two different things. Healing, the fact that healing, they're better. Healing is an ongoing process. Mm. The healing that comes out of the fact that you had a Holocaust is never going to be completely in place. You are mm. going to have that situation until the last Holocaust survivor has passed on. Mm. That, that is, that's a legacy of history. It, it comes as a result of it. But if you are saying that we are not better off today, then yes, we do need to be looking at, at, at healing. I, I acknowledge that. Mm. But one of the issues that I have is that we are never looking at our measures as something that is relative. We are always looking at it as in terms of absolute. So I turn to Roman and I say, you are white. You must acknowledge your white privilege. Mm. Actually, what I need to look at is whether where we were 20 years ago compared to where we are today, are race relations better? Is social integration better than, than it used to be? And is everyone who is actually in a position of privilege? Because the point is right now, privilege is not something that extends only to historic white privilege. 
I, I'm a privileged person now, and I'm a privileged but person that, that, that is, as a result but, but of 20 look, years but, of being in a free South Africa. I think you know this, uh, and I do. So you, you speak about we need to, to, to erase uh, the, this, this conversation on, ra- on race out of the national conversation. It's something you've written about. Uh, I find it interesting then that, for example, YFM segments its audience according to race. No, we right? don't. You do on your rate. Your advertising rate card indicates uh, your your the the racial uh, demographics of your listenership. Ninety one percent are black. On your website right now, you can go. It's there. So you are you, you're saying you raise this thing, but then when you have to make sales, you 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 segment your audience according to race. You are owned by HCI. Uh, Wired is owned by HCI, which self identifies. As a BEE yeah. company, so you're taking the capital, uh, capital coming from a BEE company. So BEE is as a result of acknowledging race, and you're growing your company with it. So how do you? How do you? It's it's very interesting because you're carrying, okay, since you're carrying these two things since, in. Since, uh, since we're going, to, okay, you're yeah. accusing me of hypocrisy. So let's let's just unpack this. Mm. All right, let's start off first of all in terms of of rate cards. Okay, you're fully aware of the fact that. At the point at which we have to put our demographics, we don't draw up those demographics ourselves. Historically, those have been drawn up by the South African Advertising Research Foundation. Mm-hmm. We have moved away from RAMS. We have killed RAMS. Mm-hmm. And we have now set up a new organization called the BRC, which is going to be handling all of the research for, um, uh, for radio and television. So print is completely out of that mess. Mm. And there's an entirely new set of stats that come out but of it. But I'm saying currently, if you go to the YFM website, you segment your audience according to race. No, we do not. It's on there right now. We, we can not, go on we right do, there right now. We do right not now. segment our audience. We simply mm-hmm. put up the figures that are provided Why by Why is that staff. relevant if we, shouldn't, if we shouldn't be considering race? Because it's a currency in the industry that is now being killed. All right, so 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 it's okay if we need to make money from it, but if we need to redress the Explain past. Explain to me how we make money from it. What's a rate card for? What's the purpose no, no, of a rate t- card? Tell, tell me how putting race on that helps me make money. You explain, are putting, no, no, explain it to I me. I think I'm, I'm curious about why you're saying that race is, race is irrelevant, but only... I want you to explain to me how I make money from it, because you've accused me of making money no, from No, no, no. But if you're putting it on a rate card, a rate card is what you give out to and advertisers. I'm, alri- no? I'm already telling you that those segments... But you haven't removed it. That's what I'm saying. If you believe this, you haven't removed it, have you? It's there on your website. I went there just yesterday. Show it to me. Call it up on your phone. No, no, no. We'll call, we'll call it, it up. So, so Roman, while you guys Roman, are arguing about ra- race cards. You see, race essentially cards. the fundamental point here is that Rory is not able to get to a point where he's able to win me over on what I'm arguing about. So he throws in the straw man of hypocrisy. This is stupid. No, but no, can, no. We, can we get back to the question of race can relations? That, but, but that's the point. You're saying that let's forget. Let's, let's not look at race. It's not an issue of race. That's what you've said, right? I'm saying, okay, fine. Fine, but the company that you run is segmenting its audience according to race. That's not a straw man. It does not segment itself according to race. Then why are you putting those figures up there? Those figures are put up by the Southern African uh, Advertising Research Foundation. It's your website. You decide what you pull from that research or not, no? That's not true. Every single media organization has to put up their soft demographics. What is your target market at YFM? 
Or who is it? Let me let no, me ask Sorry, that. guys. How is this relevant to the conversation? You're right. Because it comes because back to the, it comes back to the question of you see because they cannot win on the arguments they no, are trying no, no, to no, no. put forward the Canton, question. Of hold hypocrisy. on. With all due respect, I've been very quiet through this. I'm listening to you. I really want to hear target, from you. You want to hear our target market? Well, I just want to first put this point across: is that this is not an argument. We're not we're arguing to, to win or lose here. We're saying we want to understand. That this is a country problem, and I agree with you there. We need to solve things as a country, and we're putting forward a question saying what should white people do you're saying that white sheep people should do nothing because not there's no said. racial issue in south africa that right? is not that is Race not what i said i said individuals better. should be doing something i am saying don't segment what people should be doing on the basis of race but i am saying that all of us who are in a position of privilege have a responsibility to be doing something to be bettering our society right. particularly those mm. who are unprivileged and i'm saying that that focal point should be based on privilege and it shouldn't be based on whiteness. Do you, I mean, we, we, I think we can agree that apartheid, horrendous system based on race, right? Do you think that there's absolutely nothing that needs to be done to change what uh, the inaccuracies of the past, the, the horrendous nature of the past, the human atrocities of the past by one race over another? I'm saying that we had a process that we went through. And that process was called the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. However flawed it was, we had a choice at the time. We could do a TRC or we could do a Nuremberg. Mm. Those were our choices. Let's be clear about this. We chose to do a TRC and it was flawed. Yes, it was a flawed process. But no process will ever be 100%. Will ever be 100%. The question is, we're going back to that. You've gone back to that a few times. Codessa TRC, right? That was back then. We did a lot of work back then. I agree with you. Right, We had to as a country to get anywhere. But I feel, and this is just an observation, based on absolutely nothing. So please please take that from where it comes. I feel like we're almost using, as white people, as Greg's talking about, as that is like, well, we did that then, so now we're cool. It's done now. TRC happened. We put away someone. It's fine. We put away one person for the crimes of apartheid. Put away one person. Not once did we ever say to the average white person, you and I, okay, that... Hey, dude, what's the story? Do you acknowledge the, the crimes of the past? Do you acknowledge what happened? Do you even care what happened? No, so, Andrew, no one cares. Andrew, because there isn't a legal obligation on the part of anyone. So if it was legal, would you then be more comfortable? I am saying that if it was legal, we should have agreed about that up front. And, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not suggesting for a second that as a nation at this point, we cannot now go forward and change the constitution of the country yeah. So that we are imposing a sense of obligation upon all of the people of this country. But that's okay. not the answer. But, but, <laughs> but we are not at that stage. Mm-hmm. But, but why don't we just yeah, flip Roma. this around? Uh, mm-hmm. Rory and Andrew, what pragmatic steps do you think people should take? And let's, let, let's bounce it off us. Cause I think that's more practical. Cause I don't, so, no, so, I don't want to be that person. So no, but, but is it about reparations? Wait, is it about a white tax? Is it about that's exactly where I giving want to, land that's, back? That, that's like, where I want what, us what, to, what pragmatic outcomes are you looking that's for? That's where I want us to get to. Uh, the sure. themes, if uh, last week's show focused on, on, on four main themes, uh, that came across in a number of ways. There was acknowledge the past and know the history, the true history, as somebody said. Sit down, shut up and listen was another proposal. Uh, there was the reparation story. Uh, that needed to be that needed to be had, and I know Greg has has has, has also spoken about this. And then he says uh, w- there was also a focus on 
not just what we have to do, but how we ha- how we do it, uh, and the culture and the way we present a- as part of the broader society. Somebody spoke about building bridges, etc. Right. So, so, so those were the four main proposals. And at this stage, I would like you guys to to help us critique those. Right. So, right. so this is this is not a this is not a, a pissing contest. It's not a let's let's gang up for Katan. It's actually it's not a dick measuring contest. It's not that a was last time. <laughs> <laughs> don't 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 start. Don't in, start. <laughs> don't start, Robert. Uh, so it's Panthen, so, just so by the way. We Kenthan, we've had I'm many sorry. different pronunciations. I just want to yeah, make sure yeah, that I'm we sorry. pronounce people's I'm names. So can I just so, chip in so, on what Kenthen yeah. was saying about? I I agree with him in terms of people of privilege have responsibility. Now, the fact is that ninety nine percent of white people fit into the category of privilege. Proven. Well, I don't have the stats on me, but okay. it's, it's, it's you, a big you, number. You, you can tell you us. You know you've been naughty. Roman, you can tell us. But, but I think, I think it is an issue of the heart. Now, obviously my worldview, um, affects this. So I think legislating for this is death. Mm. You, you can't legislate for this. We missed our chance to do that, mm. which I think you guys would agree with me on. If we were to have legislated a, a white wealth tax in 94, that, if, assuming it could have been done properly, that would have been amazing. But it, we've passed that. Where we are now, uh, it's a, it comes down to an issue of the heart, which is why so many of those things are listen to us, hear us. And I think my cry to, to white people is, is to say, listen, um, don't just blow people off when, they, when they're sharing this stuff. It's real. You need to hear it. Where I think our hearts need to be changed is that um, – if you look at the amazing kindness that was shown um, to white people in the in the 90s, I think that 20 years later, most black people have not seen a response to that kindness, which I think should be a logical thing. Mm. When you've received great kindness – there's normally a response. But how should Craig, they, Craig, how should, what should okay. that look like? Yeah, yeah. So this is where it gets challenging, okay? So I don't have a farm that I stole from someone that they can come take away. Mm. But I think... Damn, we, I was so going to go after that farm of yours. <laughs> <laughs> but let's look at some where of the things is. that we have, that, that I do have. Okay, I'm speaking on my own behalf. I'm not speaking for the white, white population. Mm. But it's things like dignity, education, opportunities. Now, in my context... I can provide those things to other people in my own my own capacity. And as a white guy, I don't want to just say, oh, well, let the government take care of it. Let them put quotas on university. But are you not doing that already? Are you not doing your best to make a difference on a daily basis? Yeah, but I think the challenge is it's not just about compassion. There's a justice element that needs to come in there where we call it what it is. But well, you see, that's okay. where I disagree because no. justice is a question of law. No, but Compassion is a question of empathy. No, no, the justice I'm talking about isn't legal justice. It's about right relations. I, I, you it's see, about I, right relations. I, I don't recognize anything in terms of justice other than the legal system, which is why at the point at which you have Oscar Pistorius getting six years, yes, you know, no matter what the court of public opinion may say, I believe in the rule of law in this country, and that is the sentence that has been handed down. And yes, I might think it's unfair, but it is justice. Yeah, but we need to add more to justice, and that's well, mercy. We, we yeah. add more to justice by changing the constitution. No. That's justice. Mercy uh, is empathy. No, it's, justice I, is law. I so don't you, think we want to change the law to force people. Uh, it has to be a motivation 
of the heart. You want, you want, people, Craig, you want, let me, you let me, let me. Nice. Kanthan is taking over our show here. Let me, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> Craig, if you say you don't want to legislate it, do you think that you work, we work in the business of people's hearts? Do you think people's hearts are at a stage? Uh, Andrew and I had a show recently uh, where we were discussing the TRC recommendations, and some of those recommendations included uh, uh, reparations. Um, they included a number of things, and but then uh, then we asked the question: But do do white people really want the TRC recommendations to be implemented? Because a lot of that would include. Uh, uh, Taking in inverted commas from white people to 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 repair what's been what's been damaged. So I would advocate more forgiving, mm-hmm. because but many white guys I speak to, mm-hmm. many white guys I speak to are saying, "What must I do?" Because they want to make it right. They want to live in a, a prosperous country. Craig, that's, that, that's let, let me challenge you on this. So so so. Giving is giving does not change the power structure that we're actually trying no, to. No, it does repair, when you right? call it when you call it restitution, it changes mm-hmm. the power structure. Okay. Because when I sit down with my domestic worker who is already getting paid a good living wage, if you want to do some reading on that, uh, Nigel Bracken on Facebook posted a, a paper on uh, paying people living wages. Mm. My domestic worker gets a living wage. I sit down with her on top of that and I say I'm going to invest 600 rand a month into a unit trust for you. This has nothing to do with your employment. This has nothing to do with how well you work for me. This is what we're calling restitution. The reason I'm doing this is because I want you and I to acknowledge that I've had access to certain privilege and access to opportunities and access to education, which has put me in this position, and you are in the opposite position because you have not had op- the, the very the, the opposite. You've had the opposite of what I've had, mm. and so we sit down and in that moment, there's a transaction that happens that where I'm not. Um, uh, it's not a power thing. I'm not doing this as a handout to you. I'm doing this as an acknowledgement of my being a beneficiary of of wrong. It's I, I, I'm acknowledging some guilt <coughs> in what I've inherited. And I'm seeking to make right on that score. And that changes the power balance. It's not a, it's not just a handout, like driving Roman, a robot. I know? want to bring you in here. You've been very quiet. Strangely quiet. Strange I'm, you, just listening. No, <laughs> I'm just uh, listening. You're listening. <laughs> oh my God. You're shutting up. I can't believe it. No, Roman, I want you to yes. talk up now. Uh, right. You're hearing this, um, from Mr. Tate over here. Yes. What are you feeling? Well, I think that's a fantastic initiative. I think I think it's something very practical and uh, with, a, with a very very good outcome that will help uh, most. Would you do it? Well, I do already. How mm. do you do it? I do. I pay for medical aid for my domestic worker, and I do put away part of her salary into a retirement annuity. Part of her salary. You see, Camden- she works. She's an independent contractor, not a full time. So, <laughs> Come on, you're no, not no, 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 no. I want to bring Canton in here because yeah. there's something that I do agree with you on, and and. Here, here, there's a lot that I don't agree with you on, but that's okay. This is good. But there's something about this that makes me feel uncomfortable. And I'll tell you what it is, and, and I'll give a different example. This idea of white wokeness, you know, this idea of, I now believe that black people exist. Well, thank God. Welcome to the Flipkin party, you know. But almost through that wokeness, through that, like, yelling on Facebook and Twitter, all they're doing is keeping the status quo as is because they're not going to do anything about it. They're just going to call it out and say, blah, 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 is black people exist. We? we, right? Mm. 
we we call it out and say black people exist yay for them they must all and like black lives matter blah 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 right and then we do these small initiatives we you know help the domestic worker we do this and this and this but is that actually changing the game for 80 percent of this country so Look, don't get me wrong. I think those initiatives. I think those initiatives are good. Mm. You know, uh, anything that is bettering the life of another person, you know, irrespective of where your motivation comes from. I understand in your case, you're doing it from the point of view of so, guilt. So, Greg. Yeah. Right. No one. Greg. Sorry. That absolutely. That, good point. Yeah, Greg. <laughs> good thing. I've Greg. Got a face for radio. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all have, which is why we dress the way we are right now. Yeah, but Greg, you're doing that from the point of guilt, which is cool. You know, if you're doing it from the point of guilt or if you want to make the world a better, it doesn't matter. So, so I'm not living, feeling guilty. I'm doing it from a point of acknowledging there was a wrong day. Acknowledging that, okay, if you don't want to call it guilt, that's fine. Okay, I call it guilt. You call it restitution. It doesn't matter to me because what is important is that every single person who is able to do something that is making a tangible difference in the life of another person. I think that's a good thing. Mm, and, I think that, and I think that there are so many of us who do it in so many different ways. But we don't okay? call it restitution. That's the it, problem. No, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you why. I think it's important for you. Let's hear each other out. I think it's important in your case for yourself. It's important for you why, to call it Why is it important? Can I tell you why? So we, I've got a lot of uh, students that are mostly from very poor backgrounds in, in our congregation. I surveyed many of them, um, many young black people, and I asked, have you ever experienced any form of restitutive behavior personally? One of them had a connection to a family, a clan that had been given a farm. Kind of thing. Most of them had never experienced any form of restitutive behavior from a white person toward them. And for me, that's a problem. Because that, that shows that th- their experience is that white people carry on going to plet for holidays, going, driving the nice cars, living in the same neighborhoods. It's the same as before 94. And for them, their gogo is still sitting in the village looking after 10 kids scrambling to make ends meet and so i think there's a they are looking this younger generation are looking for a response that acknowledges and that seeks to bring a peaceful resolution i understand exactly where you're coming from there and but my take on it is different Mm. and i'll give you a very practical example we take the case of marikana and if we look in terms of what went down at Marikana and how the process was handled subsequent to the confrontation that happened in Marikana. Now, we had a situation where for the entire process that the hearings were taking place, we were bussing the families of the victims across to the hearing and uh, allowing them to partake in this in this entire process, which at the end of it came out with a finding which showed that, oh, okay, here's exactly what went down. Consider the amount of money that was spent on that entire process of inquiry. And if at the time you had just simply taken the money that had been paid only to Dalian Pofu, and I'm not picking on him because uh, I have any disdain for Dalian Pofu. On the contrary, I have a great deal of respect for him. But if you just simply take the money that was paid in Dalian Pofu's legal fees alone, and if you had distributed that money among the families of the victims of Marikana, that would have made a tangible difference in the lives of those people who are now still in poverty. But, you know, they have their restitution acknowledged. Woohoo! 
How how flippin' brilliant is this? I think this is uh, this is quite interesting because what this show is revealing is um, another view, an alternative view that says that it's we we shouldn't that we shouldn't be basing responsibility on race. It should be based on. Uh, relative wealth uh, and privilege, uh, and that's what Kant then is is pushing. And individual, uh, and and mm-hmm. and an individual and individual choice. If I if I understand you yes. correctly, Roman. Indeed. Um, Greg on the other side is saying no, no, no. It 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 needs to go a lot further. But but you guys like we we don't recognize this hard stuff. We we, we give us numbers, give us facts, give us law. Uh, we don't recognize this I hard stuff. Look, it's it's enlightened self interest. Yeah. May, may I sorry. Talk? sorry. <laughs> Can I just say that that was a great moment? That was a great moment. Let me let the racist speak. You're forever a victim, Let me let the racist speak. Do you want me to kill his mic? I invite Kenton to to the show and then he takes over. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, feelings, things like that are important. But what is more important uh, to use a a phrase? Wow, English is probably more important to her. Okay. I'm a a French Arab. Um, Whatever. So, what is more important is is the is the tangible benefits of outcomes for people. Mm. So, if Greg says I do it as restitution, or I do it because I feel sorry for my domestic worker, it doesn't matter why he does it. The outcome is she gets. A unit trust in But Roman I mean Do you not So you're acknowledging Absolutely nothing To do with feelings So so, so what I'm feelings saying is exist. Feelings exist Great Feelings exist That's but important Outcomes are far more Important he, than feelings So to, to Kanthan's example Right And I suppose You reference the TRC And which is a good one Because that really Was based on feelings There was no There was no I killed your Your husband And not only did I Kill my bride him right. Okay I put him on a braai and I tote and I ate him afterwards. <laughs> okay? I ate that man that you called your husband that I didn't even see as a human. Right? Mm-hmm. There was no reparation for that. But that woman who stood there and listened to that and then got an apology, right, actually can now heal. Can actually feel better from this position. Can she though? Look at the research what from the TRC. It's there. What so what I'm saying is there, there is the idea of the heart being sure. an important space and factor in the human like psyche is really, really important to understand. That okay. if you feel seen, acknowledged, heard, you don't have to get anything. It's like in a salary debate with, with an employee. I'm sure you have this all the time at YFM, right? Someone comes in. If they were expecting to get a million rand and you only give them 50,000 rand, they're going to be pissed off. Why? Not because... Of, 50,000 rand is better than zero, right? That would be your argument. But the point is, they were expecting something. Their heart was expecting something because they felt like they wanted it, right? Sure. And you let them down by not giving it to them. So this is the idea of white people not acknowledging the heartstrings, right? And this is, I think, this is where the right? source yeah. of, of, of black rage at the moment um, on the campuses. And uh, the young black guys are angry. You take kids from Model C schools. They've been friends with, with white kids the whole time. They, right. They're at the forefront of the black anger at the moment because they don't feel there's there's no feeling it's a it's a hard thing they they haven't seen and felt mm. well, the they, love of white people in return well i mean the, the, the protests seem to be quite quite pragmatic if i'm honest the first one was about a statue which was subsequently removed and the second one was about fees which was subsequently um what's called Roman, frozen. i'd no, like listen, i'd like listen. i'd and actually like to fact, i'd like to build fact, on that yes. i'd actually like to 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 build on that on this idea of pragmatism and so on right uh 
we had the the waitress incident. The 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 the, 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 the <laughs> no, white. Why you gotta do that, Rory? <laughs> <laughs> which was called a hashtag oh, white tip, right? No and and you were <laughs> you were at the forefront, or at least the media, the the, the vicious media that's always spreading rumors, right. uh, identified you at the forefront of raising funds for 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 that white uh, yes. waitress. Was that a pragmatic step on your on your on your part to raise funds for her? Of course, it was pragmatic. What was what 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 was the outcome that you were you were looking for? Well, we were looking for maybe a thousand bucks and send it over to her quietly. Yeah, but uh, what was the outcome that you were? Well, the outcome was far more than that. No, what was and the outcome that you were trying to to achieve through that, through raising the money? Uh, let me see. What was the intention at the time? Uh, Restitution, maybe? No, not in the slightest. Uh, the outcome was just to, <laughs> just to show. You'd never agree with I me, think right? He wants to do one better than Sichle. <laughs> Yeah, you would never agree with me Just because Was it not restitution It was a feelings thing her, her feelings were hurt Roman No, no her feelings were hurt I Yes just, and, and you actually mentioned that in the show <laughs> You said It doesn't matter what color her skin was Her feelings were hurt And we that? wanted to do something about All right. it Alright I mean I need to read well, Check yes, the podcast if, It's if, there If, if, the I, podcast, could, if I could claim a, uh, Just climb in on this particular yes. thing I don't know if you guys Have ever worked in the service industry I mean have, have you worked as a waitress uh, Or uh, Sorry No waitress obviously In this Waiters. case no, oh, sorry. Okay. No. Waitress. Carry on. Not, not that I'm imposing any gender roles on you, but okay. Stop being careful. Get on with it. <laughs> yeah, please, please. But the whole point is that if if you've ever been in that situation where you have worked, uh, well, you know, I've worked as a bartender, for example, when uh, back in my campus days, and um, you know, I I think that it's one thing where you don't get a tip. But when, when someone is deliberately mean to you because of the fact that they haven't given you a tip, um, and I'm a firm believer in this thing that the people who are serving you, the way in which you actually engage with them is an indication of the type of person that you are. But then, and but and you had a situation where someone had been nasty to someone else. So, so it was a heart issue. It, it, it was a heart issue for him mm. ah, and because it touched him. I see. But there's no legislation that requires that anyone dip into their pocket and feel guilty. And that's the issue for me. Yeah, it's uh, we, <laughs> wow. An hour discussion. I feel like now is the time that we get into it. Now is the time that we get into it. Um, we're going we're gonna to have to unfortunately close it up here. I want to give closing arguments to all of you very quickly. Thoughts about what white people should do, given that that was where we started. I think we went a little bit offside, but I, please, um, listeners, forgive us for going a little but bit offside. But it's all part of but the I think it's part of it. Mm. Um, let's go from left to right here. My left. Roman? Oh, right. <laughs> um, well, firstly, don't ever shut up and sit down and only listen. Uh, the or give up your land. Huh? Oh, I don't know about that. I, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think willing buyer, willing seller is a fucker, but land reform could be something to look at. Mm-hmm. But uh, don't ever shut up and sit down. Um, be a good citizen. Support Bafana. Pay your taxes. Try be kind to people around you, especially those who work for you. Mm. And, um, yeah, okay, carry so on. You're still on the position that you have no different obligation or responsibility to any other person in this country. I have a... No obligation whatsoever, but I choose to be extremely kind and generous to everyone. Okay, mostly. great. Great, Kantha. I find myself in the unfortunate situation of agreeing with uh, with Roman. <laughs> Look, uh, I, I believe that if you're in a position of privilege, which I am today, okay, I wasn't this way. I uh, I was poor when I started off, mm. and I try and make a difference in in my personal capacity on a day to day basis, and I do so because I believe it's the right thing for our country. 
But if anyone actually said it's your obligation to be doing this and you should be doing it and you're a bad person if you don't do it, I would probably stop doing it. Mm. Because I, I do so because of the fact that I think from my, from my point of view, it's the right thing to do. Great. Mm-hmm. Greg? Yes, sir. I agree with these guys in terms of legislation. I would, uh, speaking to whiteos, what you can do, I would, I would encourage you to push into relationships with people that are different and to talk about these things. Open up the discussion to visit places outside of your comfort zone. So in places where you are culturally in the minority so that you can understand what it's like at your bank or wherever you work in, in corporates when people that have grown up in rural contexts come into that, understand their situation. Um, and I would just say wherever you do have privilege, use your privilege to make space in the sun for others. So, again, back to the corporate. Corporates are Eurocentric, white Places and try Not and make my corporate dude in, come over. Let's bring in other cultures, you know, allow mm. their culture space in the sun. All right, thank you, guests. I uh, really appreciate that. We should, we Roman Kabanak, Kanthan Pillay, really appreciate you. your time and Greg Tate. Thank you so much for your time as well. You can uh, follow these guys. Uh, Kanthan Pillay is his Twitter handle, Roman Kabanak. You can check him out on Twitter as well. And Greg? Greg, Greg, what's your Twitter handle? At GH Tate, T A I T. GH Tate. Okay, there you go. Uh, Rory. Let's Quickly. get out of here, man. It's, uh, Do you feel anything, Rory? The conversation continues, I think. But we, we had a good conversation. Are you happy? I'm not happy. I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> He's woke. Listen, if you want to check out what's happened on Frankly Speaking, go to the, the podcast, www.cliffcentral.com forward slash Frankly Speaking. Check out more from what we do here in the studio. Have yourself a great day. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. This is cliffcentral.com.